This morning on the third hour of today, Desperate Search, a race against the clock to find a submersible touring the Titanic. We're live with the risky rescue mission and the new details about who's on board. Then, Robot Rumble! Fight, robots, fight. We're going behind the scenes of one of the craziest combat competitions. It's Melvin versus Roker in the ring. I'm tapping out. And we're whipping up two healthy and hearty summer salads anybody can make. Today, Tuesday, June 20th, 2023. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza, this is the third hour of today. Good morning and welcome to the third hour of today on this Tuesday. I'm Chanel. Everyone is back together this morning. I hope you had a wonderful Father's Day, if it applied, Juneteenth weekend. How about you? It was, okay. it was good. You know, the two-thirds of my kids are, are away. <laughs> yeah. Courtney's on bed rest waiting for the baby. She's on bed rest, she really? bed rest, yeah. And, uh, Any day now, right? I mean, like... About two weeks. Holy And then uh, Leela's in, still in Paris. Nick was home with us. It was great, so we had a little... And I made smash burgers uh, mm. for the first time. I've never... I've always been a little skeptical. Because it goes here. against what you think a burger yeah, should be. because they tell us, don't press down yes. on the meat, but that's on a grill, you know, and it drips into the, on a griddle. Nice oh, griddle that's what you meant. It, it cooks in its own fat. Mm, and crispy boy, on the edges. crispy on the outside. Did you make the smash burger sauce, too? Uh, I know. I just did, uh, you, you know, you flip it over, you put the cheese on it, and wham. Deborah said it's the best burger she's had. Try it with so. the sauce. It's like uh, mayonnaise, ketchup. It's like a mix. Yeah. Deborah said it's the best burger she said she's it was the best burger had? she's ever had. So wow. Was that all your, that oh, work on the last burger? Yeah, there's my boy. So. Nick wow. ate three of them himself. Oh, I was about to say, there's only a piece of bacon there. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, nothing left. Bam. How, about How you, was your Father's Day? It was delightful. Oh. So I was telling Dylan yesterday, uh, for the first time, my kids wanted to go play golf with me. Oh, lovely. So we had a family that's golf awesome. outing. Uh-huh. I'm wearing a shirt. Oh, they, look at that. They picked that shirt out just for me. Oh, that's store. a nice shirt. Well, that's uh, nice. They picked out the shirt. I like the hats. Played a little golf. That's and it was, Did it you was, play okay? Um, you know, it's hard when you play with small children. It's very difficult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. so. It's more of the family affair. Right. Do they, like, pick up wherever you hit your yes. ball? Yes. Okay. And they that's love a, driving like the golf. Like a little best ball family style. How about you? Uh, we actually went to a chip and putt with the boys. Um, we played golf with them, but my in-laws were in town. So my uh, father-in-law was playing with Rusty, which, you know, technically is his name. Did you get another kid? Um, no, that's my nephew. <laughs> that's I heard my nephew. Savannah something, said. Something, something yeah. you didn't tell us? Savannah this morning something goes, Calvin looks so you. tall. She thought that was Calvin. No, that's my, nep- that's my nephew, PJ. He came oh, down. Oh. My uh, mother and father-in-law. There's Russ and Rusty, oh. um, you know, just kind of hanging out. And this is Calvin and Ollie making Father's Day cards. Oh. They were so, like. Like it took a half hour because they had to redo it and the heart sure. wasn't the perfect shape. That's and they had to sweet. redo it again. It was so sweet to kind of sweet. It. Yeah. Well, it's so funny. You guys went golfing together. My husband left us to go golfing <laughs> with a friend. So he did that. And then we had a barbecue. We did a water balloon fight, which was really fun. Oh, that's nice. oh wow. We did water balloons and water guns. So he came back. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> always comes back. He always comes back. Yeah. Uh, barbecue, all the things. Mm. The Brian's request for Father's Day is let me like kind of do my normal thing, but just don't make me feel guilty about it. Oh, okay, so fine. it's like, sure, you can do whatever you want. I won't so, get mad. Sounds like everyone had a good weekend. Everybody, Everybody had, a had a great week. It's good to have yeah. the gang back together. Yes. Uh, by the way, speaking of the weekend, we are going to start this morning with that story that we have been watching mm-hmm. very closely since Sunday. We, of course, are talking about that urgent search for a missing submersible carrying five people who were heading to tour the Titanic wreckage. So here's the deal. The sub had only 96 hours of reserve oxygen when it set out Sunday morning, meaning roughly 48 hours of oxygen likely now remain. So they've got to find them. NBC's Tom Casello joins us from the U.S. Coast Guard base in Boston with the very latest. Tom, good morning. 
Hey guys, good morning. So the U.S. Coast Guard is responsible for this search and rescue operation in close collaboration with Canadian Coast Guard. The, overnight, they've had a Canadian ship on the site of the Titanic looking for any signs of the submersible. They've also had planes, Canadian and U.S. planes in the air yesterday, again today, looking on the surface and also dropping sonar buoys. But as you mentioned, the concern is they may only have two days of oxygen left if they are still inside that, uh, that submersible and the clock, as you can imagine, is ticking. In the cold North Atlantic and all hands on deck search and rescue operation, looking for any signs of a small private submersible and the five people on board missing since Sunday after going to explore the Titanic wreckage. It is uh, a challenge to conduct a uh, search in that remote area but we are deploying all available assets. It's a 21-foot submersible named Titan, made of titanium and carbon fiber, owned by OceanGate, a private company that charters tours costing as much as $250,000. Among the paying passengers, billionaire Hamish Harding, whose previous adventures included a submersible dive to the Mariana Trench and a space flight on Jeff Bezos' Blue Origin. On Instagram Sunday, he signed his name on the logo as he announced he'd be diving to the Titanic. Also on board, Pakistani British businessman Shazada Dawood, along with his son Suleiman, according to his company. Overnight, OceanGate released a new statement. Our entire focus is on the well-being of the crew and every step possible is being taken to bring the five crew members back safely. Last year, the company's founder and CEO discussed the ongoing fascination with the Titanic on Seattle's King 5 TV. We have yeah. a number of people who come with us, we sometimes referred to as Titaniacs, um, people who have just <laughs> been consumed by the, by the Titanic, and it was just great to take them down. Among the search efforts, U.S. and Canadian C-130s conducting visual and radar aerial searches and dropping sonar buoys in the water listening for the sub. When something happens on the high seas, it gets complicated uh, quickly because of winds, oceans, drift, all that stuff. Considered the world's most famous shipwreck, the Titanic rests at a treacherous depth of two and a half miles. 1,500 people died when the ship sank in 1912. In recent years, other tourist submersibles have tried exploring the wreckage. Now search teams are in a race against the clock for this missing sub, oxygen potentially running low. And Tom, you mentioned they dropped a sonar buoy. What are they listening for? Yeah. So the admiral in charge of this operation tells me they're literally listening for any motorized sounds that could come from the submersible, but also tapping, maybe voices, anything that they can hear that might suggest that the people inside that submersible are alive and where they might be. But Tom, even if they do hear something, can they even launch a rescue effort that deep? Very challenging. The Canadian and the U.S. Coast Guards do not have the immediate ability to, to launch a, a deep sea, a deep water rescue effort. They don't have the equipment. By the way, it's so deep that they would have to bring in expertise and, and pri private companies as well as the U.S. Navy would have to bring in this kind of equipment. And we don't know where in the world it is. There are very few options right now to dive that deep. And, and again, we're, you mentioned the depth, Tom. We're talking 13,000 feet, roughly two and a half miles. Um, yeah. you, you would know better than me. I mean, Navy subs, do they have that capability? 
A typical top-of-the-line U.S. Navy sub can dive to two to 3,000 feet. It's classified, oh, but that's the estimate, two to 3,000. Yeah. They're at 13,000. Mm. So you can imagine the pressure would literally crush something. Mm -hmm. So the big question is, did the hull of this mini-sub, did it hold up? Uh, or has something catastrophic happened to that mm -hmm. mini-sub in terms of a crush, the crush of the pressure? It could be any number of things, and they're, they're hoping that they can find these, these folks within, like I said, maybe they have two days of oxygen left. You know, Tom, it's interesting because you cover space, which uh, obviously is this vast frontier, but the ocean itself is probably less yeah. explored mm -hmm. and less is known about it, uh, and, and it's harder to get to the places like that, that, that depth. You know, you make absolutely the right point. I've heard many uh, ocean experts say the vast unknown, the, the great unknown is not up in space. Mm. It's in our oceans. Mm. And it is so deep. Keep in mind, 13,000 feet is only half the depth of the ocean at mm. its deepest. Wow. And yet that is so deep down there, so dark, uh, and the pressure is so great. Humans, of course, cannot dive that deep. It would kill you. Uh, all, the only kind of vehicle that can go down is a submersible, a robotic submersible. And then if you find them, how do you affect a rescue? Right. Yeah. You can't bring people from one sub to another. Right. You'd have to pull their sub up and out. Boy, this is a huge challenge. That's really why everybody scary. is so worried. Uh, race against time. Uh, Tom Costello. Tom, keep us posted. We know you well. Thank you. Okay. Really it's scary. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I didn't realize they were that deep, and then I didn't realize. So how? And I guess we don't have an expert here, but how are they able to go that deep? And even the Navy can't. Yeah, well, they, they can. And and I think it, it brings to mind whether it's it's you know space tourism or ocean tourism. You know, we take this stuff for granted, yes. but yeah. you know, it's, it's dangerous. dangerous. Stuff. It's still yeah. dangerous. Dangerous. Thing. It's dangerous times. All right. Well, we've got a lot more to talk about on the third hour this morning, including today's checklist. We're going to keep your skin healthy and hydrated this summer. Then later, Melvin and Roker battling it out in a robot arena. Oh, you don't want to miss this one. We'll explain good. right when good. we come back. Yikes. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is Constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This morning on today's checklist, we are getting you and your skin ready for the first day of summer, which happens to start tomorrow. So here to help to stay safe in the sun is board-certified dermatologist, Dr. Marnie Nussbaum. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. We always morning. love when you're here. You give us the inside scoop Thank on you. all things skincare. <laughs> and we're starting off with sunscreen yes. and SPF. What do we need to know? Great. 
So sunscreen is vital at preventing aging, burning, and cancer. The ABCs, I like okay. to call it. So SPF, sun protection factor. The higher your number, the more protection you have, the less chance of a sunburn. Mm -hmm. So SPF 30 protects against 97% of the sun's UVB rays. So and 30 UVB and above. is the one that causes burning. So both are bad, UVA and UVB. Okay. But you want something that says, next thing, broad spectrums that okay. protects against both UVA and UVB. Okay. But SPF is only a measure of UVB. That's why we say that. But broad spectrum, SPF 30 and above, and you're good. Okay. So there's sprays, there's lotions, there's yes. dry feel lotions. Yes. I mean, there's so many different options. What's best? So I always say there's so many choices that the best sunscreen is the one you're going to use because mm. consistency is key. Okay. Now, mineral versus chemical is the real controversy that everyone's mm -hmm. always talking about. I personally recommend mineral because it's a physical blocker. It sits on top of the skin, okay. deflects the sun's rays away from the skin, and it's great for acne-prone skin or sensitive skin because it doesn't get absorbed. Versus chemical blockers like the avabenzone, the oxybenzones, those absorb the um, sun's rays and dissipate mm -hmm. them as heat into the body. Okay. So I prefer mineral over chemical, but they're both great, and the one you're going to use is the one that's best. It's the one that works. Exactly. Okay. Um, so you do get a sunburn. What is the best mm -hmm. way to treat it? So sunburns happen. Now, not so fun fact, more than five sunburns in your lifetime double your risk of melanoma by oh, seven. Oh, crazy. It's even really the ones bad. I had when I was young and we didn't use I know. Even much. the ones that are really your parents' fault, not okay. yours, they count. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it doubles your risk of the deadly form of melanoma. So we really want to um, prevent sunburns. But mm -hmm. if it happens, immediately take an anti-inflammatory like aspirin oh. or ibuprofen. Okay. It calms down the inflammation. Then submerge your body in a lukewarm bath. So in cool water mm -hmm. so that the heat dissipates from the body into the water. Right after that, you want to use um, a good gel or cream with aloe or hydrocortisone in it. Okay. And that just provides relief, calms inflammation. Mm. Um, most importantly, do not use anything thick like Vaseline or Petrolatum, oh. which most people think, because it traps the heat. So you don't oh, want that. Okay. I know. Very interesting. Other things to avoid, things like lidocaine and nice. benzocaine, any of the canes, okay. they can irritate. And drink oh. lots of water if you're sunburned because your skin gets dehydrated. The skin, the water goes straight to the skin to heal it. So you get dehydrated. Oh. So drink lots and wow. lots of water. That's a lot of good information. Lots really good, good stuff. Stuff. That sunburn uh, stat is kind of scary. Not good. So we so don't get it. Summer. Um, let's talk about <laughs> our summer skincare routine. I yes. think some people just do the same thing month after month. Yes. It doesn't matter whether it's winter or summer. Exactly. But talk about how maybe we should do things differently. Yes. So every season, our skincare should change. Interestingly, in the summer months, um, everyone's like, oh, I'm greasy. I don't need moisturizer. Wrong. The yeah. sun dries out the skin. So you really want to use a light moisturizer. And if you're using a cream, switch to a lotion. If you're using a lotion, switch to the serum. So just okay. use a lighter one. Also, everyone loves exfoliating their legs in summertime months. Don't overdo it. Once to twice weekly is max because mm -hmm. if you overdo it, you become red, dry, flaky, yep. and irritated. Um, always protect the delicate skin around the eyes um, with good sunglasses. I like to use those big Jackie O glasses. Yeah, I look I've crazy. learned now. I used to think, oh, it was just for fun. Nope, for not just for fun. So We're keeping these ready. And then, of course, wear a hat. Um, yep. But lastly, vitamin C. If you're not already using it, incorporate this into well, your Well, Craig routine. asked a really good question earlier. Where? where? Like, are you using it under your moisturizer, out of the shower? Thank you, yeah. Thank you Dr. So, Dr. everyone asks that. I always say thinnest to thickest. It doesn't really matter thinnest when, but this is a thin like serum, so you can use that right after you Can pump. you use it instead of a moisturizer, or should you no, not? No, no, we can't do instead, but we, we can't can do, do it first. Um, no, 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 yeah. Chanel. No, 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 no. It protects against um, the UV damage that causes skin cancers, but also hyperpigmentation and fine lines. So this is your main character in your routine. Under the moisturizer. Under the moisturizer. Moisturizer serum. Yes. Yes. Thin yes. What is it? Thin to... So well, it can no. then your sunscreen. Thin last. to thick. No, mm -hmm. you said some things. Thin, oh, um, thin to thick. Thin to thick. Thin to thick. Thin to thick. That's what we're doing. So we can't forget our 
lips. We can't. No. So they don't have melanocytes or lips uh -huh. to protect us against um, the sun's rays. Mm -hmm. So the melanocytes are the pigment-producing cells that protect against skin cancer. So it's imperative that we use a lip balm with SPF, right. broad spectrum. The one here is by Sun Balm. Just often, regularly, mm -hmm. especially after you eat. Right. Um, and it tastes like pineapple, which is great. Oh, um, but don't and eat it. But don't eat it. It's just for fun. Yes, okay. but don't forget it. Yeah. So, Dr. Mona, you're outside during the summer. You're sweating. The skin can get irritated. It gets irritated. So we're doing all sorts of exercises, and it's no fun getting some chafing, where no. the skin rubs against each other. Not fun. I feel like Craig always gets the chafing. You always story. get the, right? you got the chafing part. Anytime there's so, chafing to be um, talked about. Yeah. We me. instead want the skin Craig to glide. Craig <laughs> Oh, I like we that. Sorry, this, Dr. Marnie. We want the skin to glide, not rub. So there's this amazing new product. It's by Mega Babe, and it's called Thigh Rescue. It's an amazing Ooh. name, but it allows skin to glide easily. Has aloe, grape seed oil Second and aloe vera to really make that no, skin. Take that for you know what? There was an artist recently. Well, I was just about was to it say. Adele? Oh, I don't know. There was an artist recently who was complaining about chafing at, at a concert. It, it was Adele. It was Adele. Last Adele. Yes, yeah. Adele. Mega babe. Mega babe. Mega babe. Some of those things. Yeah. Thank you, Dr. You learned a lot today. You're not so supposed to use like the entire tube I know. It on your mouth, delicious. man. It tastes delicious. I'm just, just telling you. No, like, now he, your lips are white. No, but if he uses it, he can't give it back. Uh, <laughs> so, it's yes. yours now, Al. That's just, it. Okay. Man. Dr. Right, Nussbaum, thanks. Thank, thank you, you so, so much. For thank more you. on getting our skin ready for the summer, head to today.com. All right. Coming up, robots battling it out in the arena. And we have one here in Studio 1A. Craig, you're going to take us behind the scenes Ooh. of what could be oh, wow. the future of sports. Oh, it's going to be. That looks kind of fun. That needs some anti-chafe. <laughs> and then maybe we'll get NBA great Chris Paul's take. With his very personal new book and oh so much more. The third hour of today is back in just 60 seconds. 60 seconds. And welcome back with our Future Of series. So if your kids are anything like my kids, you may have heard a, a thing or two about robot combat leagues. <laughs> and some folks believe that it may just be the future of sports. Hmm. So I spent the afternoon with some of the people who make up the National Havoc Robotic League, or the NHRL, as it's known, as they battled it out ahead of their, their big upcoming tournament. The biggest thing is just showing up and competing. Even if that's with a wooden bot, you know, um, Lego bot, <laughs> compete. It wasn't too long ago that Johnny Supus was building his own Lego robots, but his more recent projects require a bit more engineering. What goes into making one of these bots? If you're designing it on the computer, that can take months. And then once usually you feel confident with the look of it, you spend a couple of days assembling it, wiring it. Robot babbling isn't the only thing Johnny juggles. This hobby, along with school, windsurfing, and guitar playing means Johnny's plate is full. How does a 16-year-old kid from the Bahamas get into this? BattleBots on TV. I was instantly captivated by these robots that were fighting. It was the craziest thing for third grade me to watch. Johnny jumped into the iSport with his robot Spartan competing for the first time in 2021 through the National Havoc Robot League. My biggest win was in that cage over probably the greatest robot of all time, Lynx. He had like some electrical issue in the middle of the fight, which stopped his weapon. And I was able to like, I don't know, 
capitalize quickly. So we got really lucky. Also known as NHRL, the league runs some of the world's most competitive combat robot battles. Started by a Connecticut native and entrepreneur Austin McCord, builders get to fight the remote-controlled robots head-to-head -head in the arena. But winning isn't the only upside. For some competitors like veteran Lucy Du, community is sometimes more important than the battle itself. If somebody is struggling, needs an extra part, they forgot to bring a spare, everybody's really helpful and they like crawl over each other just to help each other. But Lucy doesn't need that much help. The MIT PhD student, who's also the captain of Team Valkyrie and a regular on BattleBots, knows a thing or two about slicing through the competition, having won it all back in 2021 with her 12-pound robot, Hot Leaf Juice. I didn't really expect it to quite be the robust machine that it ended up being. This year, she's back on the scene driving a 30-pound team bot. Tell me about uh, Kablooey here. Oh, excuse me, Kablooey Tango. This weapon type is called an undercutter, which is a big horizontal spinner, so it spins this way really fast, and it cuts at the bottom of people's robots. How fast does it spin? This one, I believe, is about 200, 300 miles per hour at the tip speed. All this talk made me want to get in on the action, but I needed some backup, so I brought in the man who started the league. You don't charge an entry fee. Not to fight, no. Why not? because we want to make it as easy as possible for people to come fight. You want to come watch, we'll charge you. That's what we're really out to encourage is to get people to be more creative, to put down the iPad, stop watching TV, and actually make something. After some practice. Johnny, you ready? Always. It was time for robots Melvin and Roker to face off. Three, two, one. Weapons on. <laughs> come on, Johnny. I'm a beginner. I'm tapping out. You ripped that uh, oh. that metal piece and you ripped into my, my top plate there. Okay, yeah. you had some success. Yeah. You won damage. You some damage. But as is the case in real life, Roker wins again. Oh, that's so cool. Wait, Roker, Roker, Roker. Oh, of course he won. <laughs> Was it fun? He always wins. It looks hey. fun. Um, by the way, we have two bots from the from that story right in front of us here. We've got Melbourne, we've got Roker. We have another bot in the studio. This bot yeah. is named Brett. That's right. Okay, here we go. Let's bring Are Brett on. Are you controlling here. Brett? Oh, yeah. Oh. Here we go. You're a natural. Come on. Oh, 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 here we go. Okay. Oh, Come on, Brett. Look at you. Here we go. Come on. It's like the Jetsons. Actually, Are you <laughs> kidding me? Truth be told, I, I it would be really dangerous for me to drive this. So we've got uh, saying, oh, Sam, Oh, my gosh, AKA, you got it. <laughs> backing me up. That's you, so, Brett, that's you got it. Blades. You actually thought. I, I did. I, well, I, I did. was wondering how you were just going like this. I, like, yeah, 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 I love that. Wow. So, but you know what? I've, here's the thing. If you work so hard at it and then somebody's just going to mess it up in minutes. It takes it out. That's part of the risk. But yeah. It, but it can also be part of the reward. That's so true. It's yeah. a gamble. The spikes and fireballs. Oh, yeah. And they've got flamethrowers in there. That's crazy. Uh, by the way, the young lady from the story oh, there, yeah. I, I want to congratulate Lucy. Lucy won the 30-pound weight class the day after we met. Nice. I also got to take along Dell and, and Oh, you see, did? Oh, that's Dell and so we, we would check out the bots ourselves. Um, the next day. So that's cool. And if you're into it, this, the next tournament, by the way, it yeah. streams live, live streams this weekend. I've got I a never even heard of it. I got a really angry Roomba at home. <laughs> <laughs>
just, you know, just it's angry cleaning. It's got, it's got blades. Exactly. exactly. It's, got, it's got a lot of furniture. That's pretty cool. Sam, hey, coming thank up, you. we're going to go from the robot arena to the basketball All court. Right. Why? We got NBA star Chris Paul here sharing a different side with a moving new tribute to his late grandpa. And we're going to ask about where he's going to be playing next year. Our third hour of today, we'll be right back. <laughs> for our next guest, basketball is more than a sport. It's a way of life. Chris Paul has been dominating the game for over 18 years. He's a 12-time All-Star with the third most assists and steals in NBA history. And he's also a two-time Olympic gold medalist. And will be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Now, well, now Chris is an author as well. He's got a new book out. It's a memoir. It's also a tribute to his elite grandfather. It's called 61, Life Lessons from Papa on and off the court. And Chris is going to talk about that. Also going to talk about some uh, little trade news that was made a few days ago. Good to have Good you morning. back. Good morning. Hey, Good how morning. are you guys? Doing Thanks for having great. me. Doing great. great. Before we get into the book, uh, for folks who don't know, Sunday night, word gets out that you've been traded from the Suns to the Wizards. You're in the air. As I understand it, you get a text from your son. Is, was that the first you'd heard of it? Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> but it's... It is what it is, you know what I mean? Yeah. Such is life. You know, I'm blessed to, to play in this league or whatnot. But, uh, yeah, that was that. So there have been some who have suggested that you may not actually ever play in Washington. They might bout the contract. They might trade you to another team. Have you had any conversations with Washington about that? Not one conversation. You know, it's funny in this league, obviously, things happen, news breaks, but it's not official until they do, like, trade calls and all the different stuff. So, we don't know yet, but when it's time, I know we'll deal with it. Last what's that, question. What does that feel like? You know, not what? knowing. Uh, you know what? I think the good thing about it is that I know I'll be playing. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's, it's, yeah. it's, it's a good problem to have if you call it a problem. So yeah. it is what it is. Before we get to the fun stuff, last question about this. If yeah. Chris Paul had his druthers, where would CP3 play? <laughs> yeah. I mean, if that was the case, I, I mean, I loved being in Phoenix. Okay. Right? Phoenix was amazing the way they were with my family, the fans and everything like that. So in this league, you learn that different things happen and it's, it's out of your control. Well, speaking of family, let's talk about this book. It's a tribute to your late grandfather. Um, Nathaniel Papa Jones. He owned and operated, let me understand, the first black-owned service station there in North Carolina. Yes, ma'am. Talk to me about how what he meant to you and how you're honoring his legacy even now. He he was everything. He was everything. I mean, he used to, we was just talking about uh, R.J. Reynolds and yeah. Tobacco Road. My granddad there used to is. be working on, mm. <laughs> <laughs> he used to be working on cars with a cigarette hanging out his mouth, mm. talking, you know what I mean? And just showing me and my brother and our family what the work looked like. Yes. Right. Just day in and day out. I talk about it in my book, just the way his hands look. Mm. It was just so nasty with oil yeah. and stuff on him yeah. all the time. The smell. He, he didn't care. He mm. ate like that, too. You know, he ate. Wow. He, he washed his hands and nothing would come off. <laughs> but the love that he showed to our entire family is something that uh, I'll never forget. And the title of your book, 61, comes from that famous game you played where to honor him, Mm. he died prematurely at the age of 61. You scored 61 points Mm. uh, purposely. You know, you throw that last shot out of bounds so you don't go above 61. What did that mean to you to 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 achieve that goal? And it meant meant everything, you know, uh, 
November 14th, I signed my letter of intent to go to Wake Forest. On the 15th is when my grandfather was murdered. The 19th was his funeral. The 20th was the first game of my senior year. Mm-mm-mm. And so I had 59. I drove, made the shot and got fouled. And that's when I walked to the free throw line and threw the ball out and looked over at my dad and my brother. And I just hugged him and cried because I knew all my family was in town for the funeral. Wow. So it was something that we could share for the rest of our lives. Yeah. Wow. I have to give you a huge congratulations. You just graduated this past December from Winston-Salem, 20 years after nice. you first went to school in Wake Forest. Took a while, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Better late than nothing. You had some things going Amen. on. Uh, how did it feel? What was it like to be able to That's you know, great. walk across the stage? Man, it was, uh, it was a surreal feeling. I actually had a game in L.A. the night before. So I played in L.A., jumped on the plane with all my family, flew to Winston-Salem, mm-hmm. Got a chance to graduate from Winston-Salem State wow. and got on the plane and flew back and had another game the next My night. My goodness. Wow. And yeah. your mom is here. Yeah. Mrs. Yeah. Paul. Proud mama. mama right there. Come this give this lad a hug. Mrs. Paul. Come on. Come on. We can walk in. Sure. Come on. We can walk in. Man, that lady hugged me all the time. I love the kicks, by the way. That's right. I love mom's kicks. so proud of Chris, thank you. proud of you. must be so proud. Remember, his new book is out today. 61 Life Lessons from Papa on and off the court. We will be right back. I love it. Yes. So good. Listen up, true crime fans. It's a big murder trial underway. Dateline is launching a new podcast with Andrea Canning. Welcome to Dateline True Crime Weekly. We'll cover breaking crime news around I the mean, country. It is the twists, the turns, the With craziness. the best reporters on the case, NBC News analysts, and Dateline producers on the ground. Break it down for us. Just You'll just get fresh insights and behind-the-scenes scoops from crime scenes to courtrooms. That is bizarre. Stay in the, the know and up to date. So tell us what he said. It Follow Dateline True Crime Weekly to get new episodes starting Thursday. Wherever you get your podcasts. Hi everyone, I'm Jenna Bush Hager from Today with Hoda and Jenna and the Read with Jenna book club. There's nothing I love more than sharing my favorite reads with all of you, except maybe talking to the exceptional authors behind these stories. And that's what I'll be doing on my podcast, Read with Jenna. I'll be introducing you to some of my favorite writers. These conversations will leave you feeling inspired and entertained. To start listening, just search Read with Jenna wherever you get your podcasts. We're now headed into the kitchen for our Today's Table series. We are making two delicious and simple summer salad recipes. And joining me is one of our favorites, author and founder of Fit Cook Meals, Kevin Curry. And don't forget, if you want to make this dish at home, just scan that QR code below to get all of the ingredients. Kevin and the gang... Right, walking back in. Here. Yes, you crossed from the other side of the street. Everybody's studio. been raving about this uh-huh. salad. We've been so eating good. it all morning. <laughs> Yo, these are some of my favorite salads. So I'm going to make you fall in love with veggies because summer okay. is all about freshness. So mm-hmm. first thing we're going to do is actually start with the dressing. Dressing. So we've okay. got Dijon, mm-hmm. olive oil. All this? This is a classic Greek salad. Yep. Okay. We're going to add in some dried oregano, some red wine vinegar, a little bit of lemon. All the vinegar? <clears throat> yes. Okay. Well, actually, just, uh, yeah, not okay. so. Yeah. We'll leave that. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's yours. You got to eat it. And then salt, pepper, <laughs> okay. lemon. Mm. 
All right, and then you're gonna whisk this together. It comes out like this. So you're gonna wanna do it until it's emulsified. So kind of thick, just like mm -hmm. restaurant style. And then it's just chopping up your veggies. So here's a cucumber. I like the, um, you know, the English ones, or I love the Persian ones because they've got a nice, like, little sweet crisp. So you get to it. all that chopped yes. up. Yes. Yep. What do we have? Chop it up, and then you're gonna add it to some orzo. Now, I mm -hmm. like orzo just because it's like, I mean, it's like rice, but it's in the form Onions, of pasta. Peppers, tomato, soup. Yes. Yep. Dylan, try this. <clears throat> okay. With bell pepper, Fantastic. drizzle, drizzle. There mm -hmm. you go. And then Thank mix this together. If you're not a fan of pasta because you're gluten-free, then just mm -hmm. add in something like farro. Oh. Quinoa's oh, good, too. Great. Yeah. Mm. Quinoa's good, too. This is not all that yummy. Dressing. Yes, yes, exactly. Okay, what's oh. this next now, this, y'all, this so one, fresh. this one is the money maker. This is, this is my hit. favorite salad. So okay. you're going to take some cauliflower rice. I love to always oh. steam mine first just because it's going to make it softer. You can buy that already. You can buy it like that. Uh, you know, it softens it up. And then right. we're just, we're basically kind of making our own like tabbouleh, but mm -hmm. taking out the bulgur and adding cauliflower rice. So we've got tomatoes, mm -hmm. we've got parsley, cilantro, shallots, and then my ads, capers and avocado. Mm -hmm. And it is so good. Kevin. Yes. And then we've got some dried oregano mm -hmm. and then some lemon here. Mm -hmm. Boom, boom, boom. Mix this together. Tell me, is this not I told you. so great? Well, this is I've been eating it all morning. Try that one. <laughs> and this is about to be my new favorite salad. I feel like yes. it's guilt-free. Absolutely. And full of flavor. You know, you it's, can't buy this at CBS. I, no, 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 no. You can't. But, but you, you can't, can't buy the rice cauliflower first. Yes. Presentation goes steps. a long way. And yeah. I, I love that you actually carved out an avocado. Yeah, for parties and stuff, oh, right? And just stuff the salad into the avocado. Yeah, off the bowl. Yeah, absolutely. the avocado from turning brown, though? You could put some lemon. Or actually, I like to... Disrupt some oil on it. Really? Mm -hmm. And it'll stop it from browning. Mm -hmm. You can also dip it into some cold water before you're serving it, but but the oil and lemon will do you. Will you will of these fine. two, Kevin, which mm -hmm. could you do ahead of time, or mm. would you just prep the, the no. material separately? Both both? Ahead of time, really? because the flavors melt together. So the next day, this, is this salad is this tomorrow. Not mushy? Mm -hmm. No, With it's not going to get no because it's, remember mm. you're just going to um, steam it until it's crisp. Tender. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it's this going to so melt good. together tomorrow. That salad is going to be amazing. Mm. Wow. Kevin, this thank is you my so favorite. Much. These yes. are wonderful. You have to try these. Buy the ingredients for this recipe. Scan the QR code and head to today.com slash table. We should mention today earns a commission from purchases. So yummy. All right. This is my new favorite. Right back. Back. Hey. Mm, really good. going to do it for us on this Tuesday. We've got a lot more for you coming up this week, including Kylie Minogue. She's live in Studio 1A and Kim Petras rocks the plaza. Oh, Kim Petras. Kids love Kim <laughs> Don't forget Petras. tomorrow. Tomorrow on Hoda, Hoda and Jenna. Uh, uh, the star of the new comedy, The Outlaws, <laughs> okay. actor Adam Devine. I didn't know what you, you, know, you know, What are you doing? Well, well, we, well, we had Oh, I didn't see the uh, graphic so was We're going to see you here on we Wednesday. Just this wow, that was a smooth ending to the show. Please. Please.